my mother went the Adam and Eve route and, you know, you're going to be all in love the first time you have sex, yada, yada, yada. That's not the route I took with Haley. Because reality is a lot of the issues and a lot of the mistakes girls make when they're young is because they are so uneducated about sex. So my thing with her, even it, it's been graphic, we watch videos, I probably get on her nerves, but not porn. <laughs> We're back. It's the same day, still same back channel. We're still sipping Thug Passion. <laughs> no, we're, 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 right. we ain't sipping Thug Passion. We're a group, man. We ain't even all for one, one for all. That's what we're doing. I'm I thought we were here. I thought you were here. No, we ain't sipping Thug Passion. We ain't. We got Thug Passion in the room. We got Jack Daniels Apple and Tennessee Apple in the room. We got a bottle half open wine in the room. And a single barrel select. And a single barrel select. We got some wine called Cheap, cheap Thrills. Hey, Cheap yeah. Thrills is where it's at. That's my baby wine. But uh, we're back. Uh, this is Three Brothers No Sense. We're going to do it a little different this time. I still have my co host here, and the room's gotten even fuller. So we started with just a few, and now we're many. And the liquor's flowing. We're drinking. We're pre-gaming for the pre-game. Tonight gonna be so bad. Yeah, you know tonight's gonna be bad. I might not make a break. What break? We already said we weren't. But um, we're gonna do something a little different. We're gonna go around the room and let people tell who their favorite person on the podcast is. Oh, what if I don't get no votes? You got votes. You got votes. No, I, I might not get no. I votes. might not get no votes. She got you. <laughs> so started right. with started with uh Jinika. Oh, so the wives gonna just pick their spouses. Oh, we're starting with me. Just listen. Right. So I'm gonna let y'all know my favorite. <laughs> my favorite podcast person is Byron. Oh. <laughs> Why would you think her favorite was Byron? <laughs> Sherman is above rising. Right <laughs> he tells the best stories, literally. And I'm literally, every time he talks in the podcast, I laugh. Oh. So, yeah, he wins for me. Okay. I appreciate that. All right. So, this is Sabrina, first wife. And I'm slightly biased, you know, on this one, but my favorite is Fern. He's a quarterback of his That is fun, you know. It's the, it's the truth. So, you know, I love his um, perspective on things mm-hmm. and the fact that he's been able to just bring everyone together so we can hear all of you, you know, and a different side of you. So, honestly, I like everyone, but my favorite has to be Bert. So, real quick, uh, I saw Zabrina for the first time in a few years yesterday. <laughs> At first, you know, rather than swing on me, I'll say thank you because I saw Zabrina. I said, Look at Sabrina looking like an extra on She's Gotta Have It. Like, Whoa, what, what, what? Is that good? Or- <laughs> I, 
still don't know how to take that. She just had this New York style to it, man. You know what I mean? That's funny. I hate that. Because I'm like, she kind of moved all the time on the show. Oh, uh, we have fun. So this is Tabitha. So of course, you know, I'm gonna choose Sarah, but I love the topics. I, I guess I have to say why I like I love the topics that he brings to the table and I and I also I love the stories. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be Rosie because you always like see Rosie know what he's talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Yeah. So, so far, Rosie has no votes. I'm, I'm probably won't get any votes. I'm good with that. See, this is Erica, and um, my favorite special guest is Terrell. Oh, oh, wow. oh. 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 <laughs> caveat. There's only been one. for all three of the brothers but it's something about Rosie like his nerd land is so refreshing I think I like all three of you all because you all do represent a different type of brother you know you all are well educated well positioned in a society and you all like are so positive you know what I'm saying so um, but that nerd land Rosie Rosie will talk about stuff that I'm like yo he's a special kind of dude (laughs) he is a special dude <laughs> and one other thing with Bronte that had me laughing when he's like slip and slide, you know, from South Florida. Like, there you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody else? Cool. Hey, what's up? This is Sherman. Um, first of all, let me say, I don't know what or what what bees on Razio's mind. <laughs> 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 And like, and my wife is right, you know, with the the whole Neuraland thing. We were just listening the other day, and I was like, yeah. And I think I think Buff mentioned it while Arazio and Ferg were having a conversation about like, the Mandalorian or whatever it's called. Peak nerd. And yeah, he was like, this is like peak geek talk. Like, <laughs> oh, you just said nerd one time. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't. And I'm not here for that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cooler didn't like me. He didn't even want me to be SWAT. I didn't like nobody liked you. Nobody liked you, bro. Don't just say Hey, somebody let me SWAT me. Nobody liked you. Ferg. Ferg loved you. I remember when he introduced you. I was like, hey, hey, Ferg, it's the best decision you ever made, bro. That's the best decision. Coming into the family was the second best decision. Cool. I can admit when I was wrong, bro. I ain't, ain't yeah. had a brother like you. Uh, Ferg is too PC for me. Um, I am not PC. Like I, I told, uh, in a, actually in a private conversation, There's nobody I, told, uh, <laughs> I told, bro, I was like, bro, I'm not, I'm like Riley. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! <laughs> From uh, Boondocks. The Boondocks. I still call gay gay. There <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. No, no, nothing is wrong with it. Gay, gay can be gay, but gay is still gay. Gay yeah, is still gay. Okay. Yeah. I think that's true. That's how I disparaging. No, it's not yeah, yeah, right. Right. It's not what you say, that's gay. Oh, you say that's gay. Yeah. I feel like to eat uh, He says all the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, I see the truth coming out of your eyes. Oh, this political correctness. Put him on black. Put him on black. But all that being said, my favorite, obviously, is Buck. Mine is my favorite uh, with the podcast. I, I do, as uh, one, of the, one of the ladies said, I do like the topic. Subject matter is always funny to me. Uh, I tend to agree more with his point of view with things. Uh, like I said, Orazio comes out of left field. I, I, a lot of times, I'm literally riding in my car, listening to whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what's on this man. Just say it out loud. Ferg, like I said, it's just a little bit too PC for me. When he's talking about being cisgendered and all that, I'd be like, Negro, please. <laughs> but. But you know, I mean, everybody has their own take. I think that's what makes the show so special. Yeah, and, I appreciate that, bro. You know, but yeah. Brian is just a little bit closer to my point of view with things, and he, and he delivers it in a way that is more digestible. So y'all argue the same way. When y'all use the same style of debate, yeah. <laughs> that's my dude. Y'all have been the hey, we really uh. We really we love feedback, man. I didn't know you was gonna ask that, but that we really appreciate that, everybody. Um, I think I got two. I think I won. Did I win? You won. You won. You won. Let me say something. Remember he's had throw passion. So just remember that. No, he's not about to. I he's about the passion because I caught a lot of slack for bringing up the passion in here. Now ask me what my cup is. Ask me what my cup is. Oh, Erica! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if it looked like a siren wind? And it's some heart shaking. She's a bar. You had drinks at all. Bar. She saved my brother. She. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Byron, your, uh, your prize for being a favorite host. I was trying to oh, man. What is that, man? What's up? Your prize for being a favorite host is a big piece of uh, hard shit. <laughs> also, man, listen. <laughs> Not eat hearts. Not eat hearts. That's fine. But before we... Are we going to get into some questions? Yeah, we're going to let them... Right, I just want to say real quick while he's here in the building. Uh... Wendell did not appreciate me telling that story about the Bobos. <laughs> and he, he apologized for that. He said, man, we was young, we was little, but I'm sorry about that. So he really is. He's very apologetic for that. He didn't mean it. And so I accepted his apology. So if you see Slim in the streets, don't give him a hard time <laughs> for, for janking me about my Bobos. Have you ever heard him apologize? When I thought I was going to get some Reebok pumps. <laughs> All right, we good? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna... I'm gonna say I'm sorry again. My bad. <laughs> no, no, y'all see how I got older and paying bills myself. I, I, I see how you can put my Shout out, rest in peace, pops. You know, love you. But, uh, you know, my bad. All yeah, right. man. All right. So and, 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 and for the folks at home, y'all don't understand how big it is for Wendell to actually apologize. That's the first time I've heard him apologize. Because usually, Wendell's apology is, you drinking something? Let's go. Like, that's his apology. Like, he, he's right. like, are we just going to go drink something? We good. So he called me earlier today cussing me out. So <laughs> He apologizes and cusses at the same time. <laughs> so, um, was that your question? or you? Got no, I just wanted to open up the show with it. Okay. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. You know, but we got to pay some bills, though. Oh yeah, we do gotta pay some bills. Yeah, before we, well, let's pay some bills. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We're back. We're going to do it a little different this time. Um, Three Brothers No Sense. For you that don't know, we have a room full. This is a live podcast here in Mobile, Alabama, sitting here with our friends and families. And uh, so we're going to actually field a couple of questions from the audience. So what do you guys have for us? All right. Since you all have been back in Mobile, what brands um, do you notice no longer exist that existed when you were younger? Oh, it seemed like when you say brands, you're talking about Brands like um, what is a retail store or a um, you know, grocery store. Well, I'm out. Some of the things that you oh, experienced. I'm going to yeah. start with this because it changes every two years anyway. Go on fishing. Like, go on fishing. <laughs> I, it's almost like a game to me. Like, what is there now? It's been gone. Momos. Momos right now. How long has it been Momos? For at least two, four. So they closing soon. So they closing soon. They gonna close soon. The was saying that was me. The tablet was go to spot too, yo. Y'all were fancy. The rest of us used to do loves. Get us a pop. And then like a little. My cousin just told me loves is still here. Loves is right there. Right down the street. I not know. Hey man, go. Hey, we can have loves. We can do loves through Uber Eats. Give me a pop. Y'all used to work at one of them. That's uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. Dale Champs, yeah. um, oh, you know, Dale Champs is closed down nationwide. They went bankrupt, and um, that, I was I was sad actually. So, it's a piggly wiggly now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a piggly wiggly. So, but yeah, Dale Champs, that was that was sad to see it go. Like all of them closed down. Um, the other one for me was. There used to be a Loves over um, on St. Stephen's Road by my house, and um, that one shut down. And it's been four or five other things since then. Um, so that one shut down. And there's a little Chinese shop. I don't even know the name of the Chinese shop right there on St. Stephen's Road uh, in in Pritchard or in Whistler um, by, by my spot. Yeah, like by my mom's house. And um, I don't know. We just called it the Chinese store. The Chinese it was the Chinese store. So um, I, they they shut down, and so that was sad. Too. Because yeah, it's one of those things that you you remember walking down the street, going to get you know a um, like fried rice or something like that, and then being able to drive by, not being able to see it anymore, kind of sucks. So those are kind of the big three for me. We was uh, riding down Airport Boulevard. And we noticed. We noticed uh, Stein Mart was going, and that was like one of Tabitha's first real jobs. Is Westfield here? West, yeah, West is gone. What's at the mall? Everybody worked at West. Oh, yeah, yeah we, West, West is gone. I worked at West freshman year. I did. That was another job I had. I forgot about that one. It was just, like a summer thing. We just stopped showing up. <laughs> okay, well, Slim is telling me Stein Mart is still there, so I, I don't know. But what Rosio said with Dale Shams, I got, I got to choose that one too because. 
I mean, when we first moved to Westmobile, we were right by a Dale Shams. And Dale Shams, to me, was like the top tier grocery store yes. yeah. at the time. Yeah. So I was like, so I was like, oh man, we live near Dale Shams. So that was a big thing. And to see all of them gone now, it's it's like crazy to me. Cause that was like that was Whole Foods before Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trust me, it was. <laughs> but, but it was nice though. It was, it was so nice. nice. They had they had the little food uh, section. You can go eat lunch and everything like that nice. with like seats yeah, and stuff. Guys. Man, it was mad nice. Like it was nice. Gayfers is gone too. Gayfers is yeah. gone. Yeah. Yeah. What's the Parisians? Oh, Parisians. Yeah. Parisians. Yeah. Parisians. Parisians. Parisians have been gone so long. It's uh, built oh, or something. Yeah, I thought y'all said Parisians was still there. No, Gayfers was a Gayfers was lit. The the no, Dolphin the Street theater. movie theater. Yeah. What do y'all know about that? Like That's man. Yeah, man. The first the North Side Chicken yeah. Chain still there? It is still there. <laughs> like if that shuts down, I don't want to be here. <laughs> Me and Tav's first date was at Dolphin Street movies. We went to go see Sunset Park. Ah. That's our first oh date, goodness. yo. Yeah. Oh, it was a Popeyes in front of that Dolphin Street. They need to bring back the dollar. You can walk and go get you some Popeyes and then go to the movie. Yep. But that was me and Tavish's first day. What's what's the little store usually by the dollar movie that y'all used to uh, go to before the dates and, and steal a bunch of uh, candy? I ain't want to say. I ain't saying. <laughs> Nobody oh. stole anything. <laughs> we always paid for retail price. Far more. Who didn't? I didn't. I didn't. Who did? I didn't. That's what's up, y'all. Dizzy Sherman, probation officer. <laughs> 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 At all, ever. Neither did I. I only stole a York peppermint patty when I was five, and I did. I told my background investigator about that when I got hired. So that's all I've ever stolen. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, well, who's up next? Who's all right, there was one question. On my list, you gonna ask? Do you guys have any double standards for boys and girls for sex? Yes. <laughs> well, for the guys that didn't hear that was trying to say yes. Have a nice Well, since you answered up, Sean, what are those double standards? <clears throat> Surrounded in the air. I'm in here with one, two, three, four. I make the fifth man. And all of them will lie to you to your face. If they'll tell if they tell you they're not gonna feel different about their son's first sexual experience versus their daughters. I agree. I agree. That's just the uh, truth of the You can matter. feel the difference, but you can't treat them different. <laughs> <laughs> That's not real. <laughs> it's his opinion. See, that's why you can't be on the podcast so, all full well, time. Well, I'm, well, I'm speaking is real life. I'm not speaking about what's right and wrong. I'm talking about real life. We live in the real world. We see things that are wrong that happen every day. All kind of injustices that go far beyond. What, what's people. real ain't always right. When it comes to Sophia and Oliver or Haley, when it comes to if they decide that they didn't want to do it, get her a mic, right? 
it's we're gonna treat them all start three the same. We start over. <laughs> Go ahead, say it again. When it comes to the three that we're concerned with, when the day that they didn't come down to it, it's all the same. We're not gonna treat Ollie, praise him because he did it, and shame Sophie and Haley because they you did might it. not. He's not either. Because I'm not going to allow it. Not like, to you, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> That's not how it rolls. Right, you're yeah, mighty quiet over there, brother. <laughs> ain't going to get you in trouble, dog. We talk about everything in that house, how front to back. Well, I mean, so, I, this is what I'll say that, will, that should be consistent. You want your children. I, I don't have any children, but I would imagine. And I, I was actually just having this conversation with my nieces yesterday because I don't have children. They're very close to me. That you that I would imagine you want your children to be responsible. Yes, to all be of safe, them responsible. All of them, and to yes. be smart about what what they do. Now, as a man, the conversation I have with my nieces, like stay away from these ninjas. This ain't gonna be the same conversation I have with my nephew. It's not going to be. So, so I wanna, okay, hold on, hold on. Hey, but telling your niece, but tell them to stay away from them is retarded. Like, right. you have to do it. Okay, all right, okay. all right. Hey guys, hey guys, hey guys, hey, hey. You're telling Jesus not to get hey, spread out. This, 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 this isn't Marvin. This isn't Jerry Springer. Okay. Okay. Hold on, hold on. This is not. It's not a debate. What this is is we allow him to have his uh, say, and then if you want to respond. We will let you respond, <laughs> and that's it. But this this what isn't I, no back and forth. So go ahead, go ahead. What I'm saying, you're absolutely right. By the way, what I am saying, and I actually told my niece that, and yeah. I was like, okay, one, and I, my my nieces are very, they, you know, they're very polar opposite. Yeah. Once one, and it's actually kind of ties into the uh, short story. One is at Phillips. The other is not. <laughs> and this, it, you can tell the difference. But and you know, so when I'm speaking with them, and I'm and I'm telling one, and I'm like, stay away from these these ninjas, this dad and the third. And as I tell her that, and I'm walking her to the door, you know, kissing good night. I'm telling her, yeah, and I know you're not gonna do that. So you know that's you know that's that's ridiculous, and, and she's like, "Oh no, they're disgusting. They're this, that, and the third. And I'm like, "Yeah, right." Don't blame me. Just be smart. You know, you're a good girl. You're very responsible. You're very beautiful, attractive young lady. Be smart. This, that, and the third. At the same time, when my brother calls me and like your niece has done this, that, and the third, and this is it's just gonna be different. Then when my other brother called me about Khalil, my little nephew, it's going to be like, she did what? Who is this dude? And it's so on and so forth. When we call when my, other, when my other brother called me about my nephew, it's going to be like, where? Everything good, right? My blind nephew growing up. That's Okay. okay, all right. At least and, you're honest. And Jenica, yeah, honest. Jenica, you got to hold it to everybody else answers because okay. as the person who asked the question, you respond last. So we'll go around. Byron? One of the last episode, Sherman said he and I answers aligned closely. And this is one of those instances. I agree. Um, I have a daughter. So I'm just going to be a lot more vivid. If I ever come in the house when she's 16, 17, 18, and she's getting folded up. <laughs> my reaction to that my reaction to that is gonna be a lot different <laughs> than if I had a son and I walked in. I mean I'm I'm sorry, it's wrong, God's still working on me, but 
It's just different. Okay, it's different, man. It's like, I mean, I, it shouldn't be that way, but I, I agree with Sherman. I just, and, and so this is where Sherman doesn't like me, is what? Before you go, I will say, though, with my son, I definitely would want to, um, you know, you want to make sure you protection, uh, like something my dad told me is like, uh, you know, there are girls out there that are trying to trap you and all that stuff, which may or may not be true, but that's something he told me. So it definitely wouldn't be like just high fives. It'd be like, you got to protect yourself. You got to look out. You want to try to, you want to, you want to treat women with respect. I definitely would try to instill the great values in him or whatever. But initially, my reaction is going to be heartbreak with a daughter versus with a son. It's like, okay, he shouldn't be doing that in my house, but Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so this is this is <laughs> so this is where I'm not gonna say I differ, but I, in addition to that, so when you say I'm PC, so one thing I think I'm I, I always try to do is I try to approach everything from a neutral standpoint, and so my natural reaction from 38 years of being a man, exactly what you and Sherman said. So even all my most of my comments are like I, I look at my natural reaction and then I try to challenge it. Like, is that right? The same thing we're saying, just because it's the norm doesn't mean it's right. So yes, I have a four-year-old daughter. If that day comes, I walk in and I catch an act, I'm gonna be heartbroken. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, like whatever, I'm just saying, I'm using an example. Cause, cause you, you catch them, you catching them because that's the only time you're gonna find out. You ain't gonna find out nothing any other time. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is that what I'm saying is because I can't be that graphic. I don't I don't even want to think about it. But my natural reaction would be the exact same. I mean, no man wants to think that. No man wants to see that. And so it's it's definitely different. Um, same thing with my son. If I catch him, it's going to be like, man, what do we talk about? And then back in your mind, I'm like, my ninja. Like, that's how you think. But then how I react and how I try to approach it because I under, I try to understand and try to think outside the box that, just like you said, you're telling your niece this, but are you setting up for failure? Like, are you really keeping this way men think of the way men are supposed to hover sex around women, this whole thing going? So, my thing is, I want I want to approach it the same way. Like I'm not saying I will, but that that's my goal. My goal is because I want to teach my son and daughter. I want to teach my son and my daughter the same thing. I I want to teach, have special treatment for my son, and special treatment for my daughter. Yeah. Because I think also what you're doing is just like going back to that Ti thing. What happened was, even though he might he might have had the best of intentions, if you look at what if you talk to women. What they're hearing, what he's teaching his daughter is like, this man has control of your body. There's certain things that we're teaching our women yeah. or our daughters no, he's right. he's um, that we have to be careful with just because it makes us feel comfortable. And like I said, it's not my natural reaction, but I also like a lot of my comments, I think through because it's not my natural response. I'm always thinking, hey, why are a lot of our women so hurt? Why are a lot of women? What, how do our women approach it? Like we tell our, we tell all our girls don't have sex with guys, but we tell our, our, our son go out there and have sex with as many girls you have. You know, you know, or how many? We all grew, 
How many girls? You eight years old. How many girlfriends? That's true. You know, so we're, we're, we're from the from a very young age. We're teaching them different things, mm-hmm. and we expect, but we expect it all just to work out perfectly. What well, we need to start like, hey, you know what? Like you said, I'm gonna. I want to teach them. My daughter's four, so it's a long time from now. But like, I want to think that I'm open enough to say, like, hey, I can't stop you from doing anything. But this is how. This is what I how I want you to treat sex and be responsible. Always be in control of your situation. Same thing with my son. Hey. Don't be in control of your situation because I don't want to have any uh, teen pregnancies. I don't want any of those things. I want them to be responsible with sex. I don't want them to be jaded or heartbroken or you know, like all these other things that people are dealing with. You know, it's, it's especially now uh, in today's society. So, like I said, if I walk in, my initial reaction might be to choke somebody out. But um, I try to practice before that. Like I try to say, okay, we've already had this conversation. That would have worked that way. I don't know. But I like to think that I have the control and I'm instilling certain things in my household to make it work. All right. So Jenica started it off and, and she gave an answer for our household. She answered for you. She did answer for me too. So, but I get in trouble all the time, right? So why not now? Why not? Actually, I'm a, I'm a little bit more aligned with Ferg. Like, in my mind, I'm going to treat them differently. Like, I'm going to respond differently in my mind. I'm definitely going to be super heartbroken and, oh my God, she's having sex when my daughters tell me they're having sex versus when my son tells me he's having sex or if I walk in on him or something like that. That's going to be different. But what I'm saying is how I react to it after I think through it, after it hits my mind, after I actually get past the, oh my God, versus high five, you got a son. I mean, that's probably going to happen in my uh, You got it. <laughs> you know, Damn. I wasn't going to say that. You know, that way. So, you got it. Oh, no, my man. I mean, that's the exact, exact same thing Cooley said. What I say, I blow up everything down. Like y'all, y'all can talk around it all you want, but I'm just saying, really, what he said. What he said is, I'm gonna be like, all right, awesome job, son. When I can, if I catch them, like, that, that's. Man. In your head, that's what you're saying because that's what we've been taught Not by the patriarchy. Mean. It is what it is. Um, and talking about your TI thing, I just want to throw that in there. Inspecting the hymen is actually false. There, there's no such thing yeah, as inspecting the hymen and being able to see if the person's a virgin. Uh, it's like a rubber band. It snaps back. So you good. You ain't got to worry about that. So there's no way to do that. So if anybody is thinking they're going to actually inspect their daughter's hymen, please don't do that because um, it's stupid. And on top of that, it, it, it's not true. But anyway, back to my answer. Um, so that's my initial reaction, right? Yes, high five versus, oh my God, I'm dying inside. Now, after I get past my initial reaction, though, I do have to look at, they had sex. One way or the other, boy or girl, they had sex. How are we going to take care of this? All right. Are you on birth control? Do you Are you using protection? Do you know what this means? Do you know what can happen from this? Like, 
there's never going to be a point that either one of them, Haley or Oliver, is going to be laid up with their boyfriend in the upstairs while, or the girlfriend upstairs while I'm in the house type thing. That's never going to happen, boy or girl. But when you talk about, you know, I've had this conversation with Haley. Like when she was, I was like, you still not having sex, right? And I hoping she says no. And, um, you know, I'm not even going to say what she said. That's, you know, up between me and her. I'm not T.I. But, you know, the thing about it is we've had that conversation and I, I'm going to continue to have that conversation and how I react to it. I do feel like it's going to be the same. It's going to be you're having sex. Let's talk about the responsibilities that come with that and let's go forward with it. Like That's all I can do. I, we, we, we know growing up in high school, our parents was talking abstinence. They were like, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. Boy or girl. And did that stop us? Like, so being able to us saying that to our kids isn't going to stop them. All it, all we can do is actually raise them and say, now that I've raised you to be a responsible adult and I really taught you about sex, then it's up to you to actually take partake or not of that. And I've got to trust that you're doing the right thing behind it. That's it. That's all I can do. So that's my answer. First and book, I got to quit. Oh, Lord. Now, Deep down inside, you probably will say, you know, yeah, I'm a son. But what if it's with the same sex? Now, your, your whole attitude's going to change then. Plot twist. Now, if your son in there with another guy, you're not going to be saying yes, yes. It's a different time. We, we were raised different than what's going, going on now. You know. Now, this, this is a good practice. We uh, reconsider. We got a lot of chatter going on here right now. So if you didn't hear, slim just ask if you catch your son in there with the same sex. Um, Oh Lord! I have definitely tried to evolve in my making of that lifestyle, and I'm very, I'm, I think I'm much more acceptive of it than I was maybe ten years ago. Uh, people should be allowed to love who they love. So that if that's the way, and I've said if I had a son and I found out he was gay, I would still love him. And if that's how you find out that he's gay. I feel like if you're paying attention to your son, you should have some clues before that moment. But if you walk in and that's how you find out, I mean, <laughs> with 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 those kids, that which we big dog, what's up? There may not be no sign. I know some cats. They 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 talk. They, they talk now. And they, and, they, and, they, and they don't they don't smack their lips. And they don't wear. That's how I found out. That's how I found out. First off, if I catch my son having sex with a girl, don't get me wrong. My first answer: he's in trouble. He's in trouble. Okay, there is some type of punishment coming with. Right. There's some kind of punishment coming with it. So if I catch him with another guy, he's also in trouble. Um, and then we're going to have a talk about, you know, him living a same-sex lifestyle. But I'm still going to love him. Like, his sexuality is not in any way going to make me love him less or love him different. So he's still in trouble. I'm not going to lie. This is a moment of honesty. My, I, I'm pretty sure my initial reaction would be like, oh, I mean, it, I don't want to say it on, on, on air, but 
it would definitely be different than if I caught him with a woman. I agree, man. Um, I think I've evolved, and kind of my theme I've been saying all episode is I try to challenge the way I've been taught, the way I've been raised, because just because we were raised a certain way doesn't mean it's the right way. Um, my initial action, reaction will probably be shock. You know, if I if I I agree, there's a lot of times you should be able to discern and pick up on things. But if it just came as a shocker to me, I think it'd be the same thing as just walking on my daughter, like at a very young age, have like, it's like, Oh my God. But then you accept your situation, not accept, but you, you just, you, you, you realize the situation you're in and you just keep going with it. You know, there's nothing that my son or daughter can do. Um, that's going to change the way I feel about it. I don't think sexuality defines anybody. I think we put too much focus on sexuality. Like if my, if my son, chooses to love a man, but he's still a good kid, still good grades, still doing all the things that we ask him to do, but he chooses to love somebody else. I can't change the way I feel about him because of that. You know, um, all, of, all of us here are heterosexuals, but that that, that doesn't define any of us. We don't look at any like, okay, Wendell's a good person because he chooses to like, love women. You know, I look at what are the characteristics of my kid. Um, now, my thing as a father was wanting to protect my kids from anything that I can and understand the world we live in and how other people might perceive him or her. Perceive him or her uh, will always be a concern of mine, but that's what I'm here for as a parent is to stick by my kids and support them and help them um, be the best them they can be. So I'll be shocked, maybe, but hey. It is what it is. So my answer is uh, kind of along the same lines as before. Truthfully, I, I may react more so towards the girl side, die a little bit inside at first. Uh, just be honest. Let's let's just call it what it is. Everybody wants their son to be homosexual yeah. or, or, or heterosexual, right? <laughs> <laughs> so heterosexual, right? That, that's that's what you. That's 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 kind of what you want, like because of the the normalcy of it all, and yeah. and. So that that's what you're thinking. You want your kid to be normal uh, so that they don't have to come through all of that. But then after that, once I get past that shock, like Ferg said, I'm back in that same situation. Are you having safe sex? What it is. It, it doesn't change how I feel about my child. It, it The only thing, the only difference is the reaction, the initial reaction that happens when I see it. Because if I didn't know it was coming. If I've known since you know, they were five, six that yeah, they kind of showing signs. Um, then at that point, there's not going to be a lot of surprise with it. It's just going to be like, oh, all right. And again, back to that kind of boy thing, I probably won't have five of them, but at the same time, I'm probably not going to die inside. So it just really depends on the situation. And then from there, we just move forward exactly as if any of the other situations happen. I, I, I really feel like once we get past the shock and awe, we, we are on the same level footing boy, girl or whatever. Mothers, anybody have anything different to say? Well, Mia, Mia, first lady. Okay, this is Allison, and back to the sex topic. Um, I feel like my mother went the Adam and Eve route, and you know, you're gonna be all in love the first time you have sex, yada yada yada. That's not the route I took with Haley. Because reality is a lot of the issues and a lot of the mistakes girls make when they're young is because they are so uneducated about sex. Mm -hmm. So my thing with her, even it, it's been 
graphic. We watch videos. I probably get on her nerves, but not porn. No, you clap for that. And we only know one video. <laughs> <laughs> The video, the video we watched was just about um, <laughs> the semen fertilizing the egg. Because a lot of guys will tell young girls who don't know anything, you can't get pregnant your first time. This yeah. can't happen your first time. Oh, yeah. And I want her to see it. These are the odds. Mm-hmm. So if you play with these odds, that can happen. Mm-hmm. And not only nowadays, not only do you have to worry about being pregnant, you have to worry about STDs and stuff that won't go away. Stuff that can kill you. So mm-hmm. I've always been very honest with her, and I hope she's been honest with me. <laughs> but, um, I, I mean, I'm worse, I'm worse than a dad. Like, if she told me, I would be devastated, but only because that's my baby. But, you know, it's it's going to happen. It's natural. It's going to happen. So the, the best I can do is just educate her and prepare her and hope that she makes the best decisions when the times come. Mm-hmm. Now, there has been times when I thought, you know, maybe my baby had crossed the line because her friends, you know, and I was a little worried. But um, I don't, I, I would love her either way. Like, I would be hurt because I really want grandbabies, but I would love her either way. Like, even though she's a girl, because a lot of people assume it's harder to accept a boy than it is to accept a girl. But it would be hard to, I'm not saying it would be hard to accept, but it would be hard to hear initially. But either way, I love her and I'm going to love her no matter what or who she chooses to love. So I like to and she, she brought up a great point. I only have one child and I have a daughter. And if she chooses that lifestyle, then I really want to be a grandparent and have grandkids. So that would well, you, it's possible. You can still be a grandparent. Yeah. 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 You just have the traditional. Yeah. Yes. Now, I like the choice of words. You, you, you went instead of uh, accept. You say it'll be hard to sit here because I, I, and once again, maybe this is a political correct me or me just thinking deep. Like, like there's nothing to accept. You know, like it's just a lifestyle. It is. What it is. You know, it is what it is. So you know, when we say we're accepting it, it's almost like. Okay, I'm gonna love you regardless of you know whatever you did, and it's like tolerating your kids. It's, it's tolerating, yeah, you know. Tolerating. Um, I know Sherman don't like to hear it, but that's just me. You know, uh, I'm a huge family, so I know I know I know people that have, that have that live uh, that lifestyle, and they're still great people. So it's nothing to mm-hmm. accept or change or anything like that. So anybody else? We got, I think we got time for one more question. Did you want to close it out? Did you answer the question? You answer the- I wouldn't treat our kids any different whether they decided they were going to uh, be gay or anything. Like, I'm going to love them regardless, whatever. But Because um, I don't see any different from people. But if I walked in on Sophie versus Ollie getting booty in our house, mm-hmm. it's going to be the same reaction. I'm snatching everybody up. Like, bruh, why you getting booty in my house? <laughs> Is it in your house or not just like finding out, but just oh, in the house? I find out, you just going to tell me. We're not sitting and have a conversation. But if I walk in on it, everybody gets snatched up, boy or girl. Like, I don't really care. But if you tell me about it, then we're going to sit down and have a conversation about it because cool beans. Like, what you want me to do about it now? You already did it. Like yeah. now we've got to talk about birth control and you know if you ever have a baby your life is on lock. Yeah. Like no more freedom. But I you want to work, go to school, come home. But we're all talking so about. So you better not have to do that. We're talking about the aftermath. <laughs> I don't think we really talked about the conversation we we're having beforehand. Oh 
Except for Allison. You definitely teach really. you definitely yeah. teach him about that along with the same I just appreciate the third the throwback term getting booty. I like that. Hang on back was that hilarious. You get booty in my house. We got time for one more question. Um my wife won't step up. So I don't believe I've um heard this question before. I know that you guys talked about mentors and how you looked up to each other for certain things or, you know, different parts of each other's lives. Um, what would be the best relationship advice that you would give someone if they're seeking to have a similar type of relationship that you have? I would say marry your best friend if you can. Um, because when it comes to your, when it comes to your friends, you tend to want to be loyal. That's some per- that's somebody that you have fun with. You usually have similar interests. And those are like good foundations for the type of relationship that somebody would want or marriage or whatever. So if you can marry your best friend, I think that is a big help. Um, Tabitha is my best friend. <clears throat> like whenever I get any kind of good news, she's the first person I want to share it with. Uh, anything greater good that happens to me, I tell her. Anything bad happens to me, I, I tell her. Um, I, I've, I've cried in front of her, so, you know, marrying your best friend is it's a big help to me, in my opinion, because your best friend, you, you have all of those traits that you need as far as with a, a monogamous, committed relationship, and then you add on, you know, whatever feelings you have for that, that woman or man, and it all it all ties together and it helps out. So that's what's worked for us. We've been married thirteen years. Get it right. She got it wrong. She got it wrong yesterday. She said twelve years. We got married in two thousand six. So thirteen years. So Don't matter if she get it wrong. It only matters if you get it wrong. You're right. <laughs> I know. You're right. There's, there's a lot of double standards. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So that's that's my answer. That and Ferg, I wish you had a guy all spicy. By the way. My bad. I, I know Rise's, uh his his talent can't take. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going to stop being the butt of all these jokes. <laughs> Rise, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, think my two real quick. One is, um. Always remember their intent or consider their intent because you're not going to see you're two different people with two different life experiences. You're not going to always see eye to eye. And if you truly think this person is the person who has your back, no matter what, like there's going to come a situation where, you know, I can't believe you just did that. And it could be just they think differently. And it's not they could be it's most likely they think differently. We're not going to see eye to eye like there's going to be things I'm going to do that I'm going to go with the best intent in the re- the 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 end result might not be what she wanted, but my intent was the the thing. You know, I don't, I never, I don't think, and I can honestly say, not just because my wife's sitting here, I don't think there's anything she's done in the 11 years we've been together that she had mal intent. Like she really was trying to get over on me. So even when I got upset, it's like, you know, maybe, maybe she just didn't understand what I was thinking or, you know, I tell people like we're men. Sometimes we're just stupid. Like, I had great intent. I was just stupid. You know, the, the perfect example is when uh, when we had our, our, our first child, our daughter, 
and I was describing her pregnancy. My degree is in biology. I was a medic in the army. I know the technical terms and all this. Stuff. I'm describing delivery. her delivery. And to me, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever experienced. But to her, it's so, you know, it's like, it's so personal. Like, no one, you know, all the stuff that goes on with your body, she doesn't want to share that with the world. But I'm like, yeah, and the doctor did this, and he had to do this, and he did this, and this, this, and then we got worried because of this. And for her, that was personal. And that, that was really like, a, a, not a huge argument, but it was like, we're getting ready to leave the hospital. And what's supposed to be one of our happiest experiences thus far. And we're like, not talking almost. Then I had to like, before we get in this car, before we pull off, let's get this understood. Like, my intent was great. Like, I'm describing the birth of my child. Like, that was all I was doing with the woman I love. Maybe I talked a little too much. Maybe I went into too much detail. But you know, I wasn't trying to embarrass you or anything like that. So I think after a while, she's like, okay, your intent was pure. You're just stupid. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, but I think that's what he's like. But sometimes it's, it's, it's that. It's like we we're not going to see eye to eye. It's just like you know, like Riley does it all the time. He's trying to describe his wife in a loving manner, but sometimes his intent is to tell how much he loved and describe the experience. Like how's our home Her her gripes about the show are things I might say, but my intent was always great. It's just maybe how it came out wasn't perfect. Um, and the last thing is to put each other first. There's so many things that come in life, including kids, where you end up being, you know, think about all the things you can have that can happen in your life that you put before your spouse. And when they become the third, fourth, fifth most important thing in your life, and you wonder, you wonder why that marriage is starting to wane, that's part of the reason. You know, like we make it a point to try to spend time together. Our daughter knows, like, you know, maybe it's me. Like, we like, hey, that's my wife. Like, why are you talking to my wife like that? You know, or we let her know that she can't become between me and her mother. Because there's going to come a day when my daughter and my son leave our house. They're going to find somebody they love. And they're gone. And now we're going to be looking at each other like, nice to meet you. Like, I don't, I don't know who you are because we've been so busy raising the kids for the last 20 plus years that we've lost each other. So I have to dedicate myself and she has to dedicate herself to me consistently. There's nothing that's going to ever happen that my kids or our kids won't be our kids. So put each other first and everything. It's not always easy, but it's always something you got to strive to do. So it's true. Oh, you said that. You about to jump on Yes. All right. I thought me and Taylor had an understanding that we disagree with that line of thought, but I guess she changed her mind. Okay. That's because first, and I guess I've always thought what? thought of it from the the the, uh, the standpoint of if you're hanging from a cliff and I'm holding on to both of you guys, who and I can't hold on any longer. Who do I let go? I let go Tabitha. Well, that's different. I think that's different. And I don't, I don't think they go me. Yeah, I think that's, that's different because that, I, I agree. That's the same that, situation. But, but that's the third line of conversation. You can make it really count. That's an extreme thing. You But she's sitting here saying she agreed, but we always say. I'm saying that don't become strangers. That's not Okay, all right. Well, yeah, I don't believe it comes Well, I'm going But we always came from the point of view of Jasmine came. She is. Okay. That's what I want to make sure we still say. Y'all always make sure each other are okay. So then your baby will always be okay, too. So you want to grow together. That's why we have to do We go on vacations. We try to do things. We try to have date night. We try to do things together so we can keep that bar. You know what I'm saying? 
she's the most important thing. That's not okay, what Bert was, Bert was. I'm talking about what Bert was talking about when he said that one day the kids of your relationship, your relationship, so that when the children leave, you still have a relationship because you put time into your relationship over the years. And I've always agreed with that. Yes, we make time to have date night, even if it's just to go somewhere for the weekend, trips together, just so that we can kind of keep that relationship together because life has a way of coming between that relationship yeah. and the two wait, of you have wait, to consistently wait. work on that. We just stepped all over my man Rise No, man, I wish she had the mic, though. <laughs> no, I, can, I can hear her. That's what I was checking. I can hear her, so I'm, I'm, I'm debating whether I can keep it in. I'm, I'm going to try to keep it in. So my thing about it, I love the question you, you posed about the clip. So there's there's two, uh, and even Sherman said it, two trains of thought. Some people say, hey, there's that, that hey, you can make another kid. That's, that's another train of thought. But it's also, if I pull my wife up, now two of us can pull my child up. And that's the way we look at it is, as long as I'm pouring into her, my daughter and my son will never go without. Like, if I'm, it's, it's, if, if my daughter gets me at 90, my wife at 90. That's not how the scenario works. In Katrina, during Katrina, there's a, literally a man that had to make that choice. He had to let his wife go to save his kid. He, can't he didn't just, have to. He, he did. To. No, he did. He did. He could not. He could not have pulled her up and held on to the child while successfully pulling her up. He chose to let the wife go because he couldn't. And, and and he chose the daughter. And that's the thing is, and and I think that situation is different. I I feel like the the life or death situation. I'm hanging on to both. I agree. I'm I'm dropping my wife. Jenica will tell you that that is what we want. Just drop me, get the kid. That is totally different than we're living our normal life and we are combined front and I have to pour into my wife and I have to make sure that she is okay so that we can have a holistic relationship and a stable environment for the child. Um, because if, if I am, if Jasmine comes first, Jasmine can start to pit you and Tabitha against each other. No, um, that's not so no, it, it definitely can divide, they, they, they can divide you because if, if you're putting her first, no, they can't. <laughs> Okay, so not in your house. <laughs> not in your house. Kids can be manipulated. You, kids can manipulate. Kids can manipulate. You, I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be letting kids manipulate you. Proceed. So, but they 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 can. Yeah. They so, yeah. but anyway, we 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 way off topic anyway. Okay. The actual answer to the question. So, the the question was, what was the question? <laughs> Best relationship Best advice. Relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, damn. Yeah. Okay, all right, all right. Y'all put the let kids go. <laughs> That's the question. That's my man. Go ahead, Ross. Byron talked about dark turns earlier. That was a dark turn. But think about y'all have one. Think about it, three, four kids. So you put four kids. You put four kids first. Tamil is the fourth, fifth most important person in the household. That's different. You know, when you have Jasmine, you guys have a long history. You can build together for so long. You guys have, I think, a very unique situation. But when you have multiple kids, and like I've seen people that go divorced, like my wife was our three kids first, then her, her career, then my career. Like it's when you start looking at each other, it's like you're like passing, past like shifts in the night. I think the four kids will go first collectively and then Tamil the second, not fifth. <laughs> Byron's, Byron's not conceding. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. 
You got four kids, you're holding by them. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You're talking about a kid who can't feed. I'm talking about like a new kid who can't feed them. Tabitha can eat. She can feed. She got to take care of herself. That's, that's what I'm talking about. This is my answer. This is what I'm talking about. This is the context. I'm talking about. This is the context. It's more so, you know, we'll... We'll we'll do things for our kids. Like my daughter is my wife reincarnated. They both annoy the hell out of me. They know it. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, because the way I'm, they're like they're very emotional and stuff like that. They're very emotional. That's so against, that's so against what I'm, I am. <laughs> but I love them to death. And there's times my daughter try my nerves, but it's easier to forgive a four year old. For doing the exact same thing that is for somebody who's older, because my daughter's four, she doesn't know what she's doing. But you, your your kid do something, you get she do no, 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 no. like they know not like innocent, but like they don't know the extent of it. Like when your spouse is doing something, when your spouse is doing something, you know a lot of times they're doing this stuff on purpose. And so, anyway, but if y'all want to grudge against a five year old. Anyway, I apologize. Anyway, go ahead. All right. Relationship advice. Have a relationship um, like me. I think you marry somebody that you can give the passcode to your phone to. Like, if you don't trust that person enough to give them the passcode to your phone, you shouldn't be marrying that person. Like, hands down. Like, I, my thing is. <laughs> <laughs> Sherman on this one. Look at I mean, y'all, y'all cool to date. Y'all cool to have fun with each other. It's it's one of those things that when you're ready to give them the passcode to your phone, that means that you know that y'all have enough understanding that if something happens, you get a random text from an old girlfriend or something like that. They understand the context. They trust you enough that. Y'all are not about to get into it about this because they can look at the, the history and see I didn't text them first. They just text me. It is what it is. Like th- there's no, hey, you must have been texting them or you must have been liking some pictures. And so that's why they felt like they could text you and why they still got your number and all this and that. It's like if you get that random text, you get that random text. But like you shouldn't be so secretive and so behind like just hiding things that you feel like this person, I have to hide things from this person because if you have to hide things from that person, then y'all not ready to be married. So that's why I say you give it being being able to be open. If you still feel like you got a lock on your phone or whatever, but it's you got to be ready to be able to really feel like you can share everything with that person. Because if you can't share everything with that person, y'all shouldn't be married. Like y'all, y'all really shouldn't because a marriage is a one hundred percent dedication to each other. I disagree with that. So with the the phone or the dedication piece of it, share everything. You want to share everything? I don't want to know who Tabitha Bank is sexy. Don't share everything with me. No, keep some stuff to yourself. <laughs> don't share one hundred percent with me. Whoever you think is sexy, keep it to yourself. I don't want to know. <laughs> that ain't gonna be on the phone though, is it? No, but you said share everything. I'm not. I'm not like, no, 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 Thank you. Well, this time, Daddy didn't take out. It can't be 
Byron on this one. I I with your concept like you should be able to in theory, but also don't be like having to share. Like if I need to, yes. But like he was saying or with her, like if she let's say the girls were in a, a, a text group and all of a sudden, like my wife's um what is it, the, the list? The, what was it called? Oh, yeah, the hall pass. pass. Like, if her hall pass went from t- 2 to 12, and you guys are talking back and forth, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want that. I don't want to hear that. I want you to keep some things to yourself to the point, like, I just, I just don't want to. The other part about that, I'm not saying you need to be in her phone looking for that. What I'm saying is, you should trust her enough not no. to need to go in her phone, and she needs to trust you enough to be able to give you the password that if I need to get in your phone, like if Jericho gets a call or she was like, "Hey, who texts me?" I can unlock her phone and tell her who texts her. Like that's what I'm saying. It's like I can go in her phone, and there's enough trust between us that she knows I'm not about to go searching through her phone looking for stuff. I have enough trust in her that I'm not about to do it, and we can still go in the phones and unlock the phones if need be. That's what I'm talking about. It's that that is the trust, the level of trust that you need to I be in a relationship. Well, I think he's saying it's not that you have to tell everything, but you have to like it's there. If I if I want to tell you stuff, it's not going to come back as something bad or you know you as. Yeah, you not. I, I yeah. have an example. Somebody told me that they tried to look into their boyfriend's phone and they actually the boyfriend actually like stomped on the phone just so that she couldn't open the open the phone. Yeah, because she cheated. Yeah, he cheated. He cheated, Bubba. I'm gonna tell you now. He cheated. He cheated. Get out. You could have been hiding a surprise Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> It might be a spot for all we know. He, he protected her. <laughs> now that you know, I gotta kill you. Just never know what man is going through. Oh man, who taking us home now? Oh man, I don't even know. Well, look, I'm gonna just say this has been extremely fun for me. Uh, when Sherman came on the episode, we talked about the last time the four of us were able to talk. But now we're all here in person, and Wendell was here. Like our friendship, our core friendship began with the, the six of us, us four, Wendell and Allison. And just to have all of us in this same building while we're recording this show, man, you know, uh, a, a more sensitive guy would be crying right now. Like this has meant everything to me. It's been fun, extremely fun. And I just appreciate the turnout we had from uh, Eric Cooley, Allison, even Haley is in the building. We've mentioned a few times on the show. So I'm just very thankful for that. Thank y'all for coming. I can't wait to listen to this episode. Like I always look forward to listening to the episodes, but just all the input. My wife's got on the microphone. She doesn't even like the sound of her voice. So the fact that she got on and asked questions and gave commentary, I can't wait to listen to this episode. So I'm grateful. I uh, I echo that man. Um, you guys will probably hear it, it sounds different. We're we're trying to record in a whole room. This is our first live show, um, so we had to get equipment together and everything and scramble to do that. So it's going to sound different, but we hope that the content and what was in it comes through, and you guys really feel the joy and the energy that we have. Um, 
by doing this live and this is why we wanted to do it live and bring all these folks together we could have gotten in a closet or in a small room together and did a live show and it sound very good but you wouldn't have felt this and so hopefully you guys enjoy it and uh, keep listening always and we're on to the next well um, I'm going to bring us home um, never in my wildest dreams did I think the show would turn out the way it did when I talked to my wife, who's like my biggest supporter on everything I do, uh, she's been trying to get me to write a book and all these types of things for years. Just saying you have a lot to say and people want to listen because um, you have a different perspective. And when I came up with the idea of the podcast, she was fully behind it. And when I picked these two gentlemen and to think the fun and the what it's turned into, like, you know, Byron, every, almost every episode said, I never knew that about you. Um, a lot of things we find out, hell, I never knew about myself until I come and say it on this podcast and bring it out. And like, I didn't even think about that. Um, Rizzi is, uh, outside of my lovely wife, it's like my best friend, you know, I brought with him through thick and thin for 20 plus years and I'm still finding out things about him. And to come here this weekend with, as, uh, Buff said, the core six, it's where it all started, man. Like this is. You know, we fussed, fought, argued, cussed each other out, uh, name it, we've done it. And for you guys to be the people that showed up today, you know, and it's just, it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I love it. This is Three Brothers No Sense. I can ask for a better episode, regardless of what it sounds like. I had a blast. I don't care if anybody listened, but. Remember the Six Rules of Podcast. Listen, like, share, subscribe, comment, and most importantly, listen again!